Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> My first pregnancy. Nina, I know you said you had the caffeine tablets. I used to, I would drop her off at nursery and then I'd go back to my car to sleep. <laughs> I had a blanket in my car, just put my seat back and just sleep for like half an hour just because I literally couldn't function. It was like, that was such a shock. So I'd be pumping and sometimes like obviously with my close colleagues, I'd be like, you have to excuse me, I'm pumping. I'd be transparent with them because this is what I'm doing and they'd be shot. But obviously with um like, and meetings with like executives I just pump quickly and go into the meetings but for meetings I could just pump and communicate just to save time because I had to leave early to go pick up my little one from nursery so I was combining all my hours within like a short time frame so I couldn't afford to take 45 minutes to pack my milk. You are listening to the Dope Black Moms podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by Irene from Black Working Mothers and Don't Black Mum of One and a former The Tribe coach, life coach for mothers and Don't Black Mum of Three. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. So Black Working Mothers, this is what we want to talk about. Everything to do with working mothers, Black women. Um, So Irene, why did you start the page, Black Working Mothers? So I started the page um, during my maternity leave. So as a first time mum and who is a woman who is extremely career driven and a woman of a black woman in the workplace and a corporate workplace, I when I was pregnant, I thought to myself, wow, like, am I going to face challenges when I go back? Like, what, what are the additional barriers I'm going to face? Because believe me, I faced quite a lot of barriers not pregnant you know having to work a lot harder no no it wasn't just an easy ride you didn't just walk straight in I thought to myself I'm gonna face some extra barriers and I feel like I'm gonna work harder but actually the reality is that you know I shouldn't feel this way and I am aware of so many other mothers that feel the same way that I do so I wanted to take my experiences in HR my HR business partner and um, my experience like in the, my legal background to you know help black mothers to know their rights in the workplace and mm. um, to share my experience as a you know covid mother <laughs> lockdown mother yeah, um, add as your title yeah you? exactly I just wanted to share my experience have an open forum of people to even if it's helping one person that would be so good for me and there's been so many mothers that have reached out to me for advice just say nice. thank you and I haven't even hit the ground running of what I want to do so yeah it's just a space to share my experience share advice and for women like myself who feel the way I feel to um to 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 get some knowledge in the about the workplace and mm. and their rights basically yeah that's that's the whole sort of yeah, the reason behind creating the page. And since starting it, what sort of feedback have you got from mothers? So I've got a lot of feedback in terms of, you know, I've had a lot of women say, oh, you know, I can totally re- relate to how you're feeling in terms of going back to work, mum guilt. Know, going to, yeah. yeah, going back to work as a 
a breastfeeding mom mm-hmm. um, and you know just knowing your rights in terms of flexible working you know keeping in touch days all these things and it may be simple to some people but a lot of people do not know these you know these areas and their legal rights totally to I request. had no idea what kit days were yeah no and I was idea. like whoa <laughs> I can... mm-hmm. what's all this exactly mm. and it needs to be utilized and it helped and it can help um, you as a mother during your maternity leave to get extra money yeah. and to keep in touch in the workplace so yeah so I've had positive feedback in terms of sharing my experience like and also um mothers being like oh yeah like yourself oh I didn't know that thanks for letting me know do you know what I didn't know you got paid for keeping in touch days yeah I didn't I only found out in my second pregnancy <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't. no one told me like it was such a well-kept secret <laughs> yes you get paid for it I, I thought it was just like a nice kind of handover like you'll just have these 10 days and you'll keep in contact like that's what you do through your maternity if I didn't know you get paid for it you get paid for it, yeah. On top you of your maternity leave. Yes, as you well, here we go. pay, and you don't lose your, um, you don't lose your maternity leave uh, for the ten days. Did not so, know yeah. that. Is it a maternity policy? It should be, but for some reason, workplaces don't communicate it to you. Hmm. <laughs> really, some so. reason. Yeah. yeah so. Can I ask you about um, just personally when you went back to work and breastfeeding, the the first time you had to do that. How did it feel? Oh, man, to be transparent with you, I informed my employer way ahead of time that I was going to be breastfeeding. Yeah. Well, you you know the you know the team, yeah. don't you? Yeah. And actually, what my employer said to me is, oh, you know, follow up with one of my, empl- um, my colleagues to let them know. And I was like, it's not my responsibility to follow up to you make sure up. there's a safe place for me to breastfeed. So I just, I couldn't be bothered. I had so much going on to prepare back to work. So I didn't even bother doing that, to be honest with you. So when I returned to work, you know, it's almost like thrown in the deep end, you know, like you never went on maternity leave. Just get on yes. with it. And I was right. like, what, what right. is this? I've, it was like an element of shock, to be honest with you. I was like, what? Oh my I'm really feeling mum guilt. I was so sleep deprived. I, I, I couldn't go straight. I like didn't even know. I couldn't speak. I was just oh, all over the place. Yeah, your emotions are all over the place as well. But um, so when I, I, I needed to breastfeed. So um, I had to basically breastfeed in the prayer room that they had. So you're talking about actually breastfeeding, not pumping. Sorry, not. let me rephrase that. Breast pumping. pumping. Yeah, so okay, pumping from my milk in, in the prayer room, um, which for me, I felt like this is. Was, was it this, open? Like could, could it, was a, it? it was a closed room. But I always had to make sure, go in the room, make sure it's closed, make sure it said do not disturb. Whereas actually it should just be a space for mothers to go and not yes. and not for me to check, okay, is it free? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I could come. Make, let me make sure. Space. Yes. Yeah. And then I had to take my milk and store it in the fridge that everybody used. Oh God. <gasps> oh, God. No. Did it, did, yeah. did, does it feel a bit cringe? Does it? It's, I just, for me, it's just like, it's almost like you're, you're, for me, it was like I was hiding the fact that I was yeah. breastfeeding. Yeah. And it shouldn't be the fact that I'm hiding it. It should be something that's natural. Right. It should were be there, something that is open. Were there any comments about the milk in the fridge? Or like, no, because obviously no. I'm quite smart. So I hid it in the, like my bottle, like a, <laughs> a bag, a black bag. I couldn't just leave it. Yeah, I thought oh, they I, had to I have would. a designated fridge. 
Yeah, they do, but a lot of a lot of employers do not. We're just talking about a little beer fridge, though, aren't we? Like a little, a little. little, You get that from Argos, a little something. No, Mm. so no, nothing. So, and on top of that, I found that although the legal uh, there's no legal um, uh, responsibility for employers to give you time to. breastfeed and uh, not breastfeed and um, pump your milk at work they have to only give you a safe place for you to do that which they recommend the room and the wait bridge. hang on so were you having to work whilst pumping sometimes oh, i did oh, yeah. oh, this is goodness. this is the reality guys honestly wow, I, n- I never thought about so this. i'd be pumping and sometimes like obviously with my close colleagues i'd be like you have to excuse me i'm pumping I'm yeah. transparent with them because yeah. this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And they'd be shot. But obviously with um like in meetings with like executives, I just pump quickly and go into the meetings. But wow. for meetings I could just pump and communicate just to save time. Because I had to leave mm. early to go pick up my little one from nursery. Yeah. So I was combining all my hours within like a yeah. short time frame. So I couldn't afford to take forty five minutes to pump my milk to fully fully yeah. pump but yeah. then then were you just feeling either uneven like one boob like uneven like one boob full of milk and one boob not or were you just kind of just feeling like I don't know were you still leaking I was still leaking I actually had to split my pump so I, I pumped twice that this was in the beginning so I used to pump like uh, in the morning and also in the afternoon but it was too much for me so what I did eventually is the, my pumping slowed down so I started to pump only once and then after sort of a month uh, of being at work I totally stopped pumping because first of all my little one naturally came off the day feeds although when I'm at home it's still breastfeed sometimes during the day mm-hmm. so that helped but then I thought I think to myself actually if my little one was still taking the breast milk during the day what would you do that would have really impacted me yeah I would have been forced to maybe take formula or I'm not quite sure what would have happened there so it would have caused it would have caused me a detriment which I could have possibly claimed yeah just another weight on top of everything else you've got going on yeah so luckily for me my breastfeeding actually stopped for the day feeds but Nevertheless, I couldn't pump anymore anyway. <laughs> it was just too much. It was too stressful. It was just too much. And I, my workload was increasing. So, yeah, I eventually stopped. You know, when you said you um, had to run off to nursery yeah, to pick up your baby, did you ever feel um, away about, yeah. yeah, I do? Yes, I do. I'm the only mother in my office. Wow. And yeah, I feel it. And no one, no one's like putting any pressure on me. I feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we have to like sneak yeah. off or like every time we're on a Zoom, we're still right now working from home. But when, yeah, when we're working from home, every time we're on a Zoom and it like it runs late and I'm watching the clock thinking, I have to go and pick up my children and I don't want to say anything. No one's putting any pressure on me, but I don't want to be the one that I have to be like, guys, I've got to run off to pick up my children. You just feel like yeah. you're, I'm like always the one. Obviously, yeah. I'm the only one, but like. I feel you on that. But at the same time, this is where I feel like the issue of being a black woman comes in. Right. Because actually I have, there are a lot of, you know, Caucasian people in my workplace that have to leave to pick up their children from nursery you know it happens in the workplace and they don't feel it away so I feel like there's a um, additional pressure we have to ensure that yeah you know we are 
still on top of our work we still mm. need to prove ourselves even more because we do want to be um available for that promotion we, we don't want to see be seen in a negative light you know we don't want to be seen underneath our other counterparts totally. and that's where that comes in but in reality we don't I would advise you that actually you need to communicate with your you employer do. you do yeah I, I, do. and I and, I, and... You saying that loud makes so sense. I'm kind of sitting there trying to pretend that I don't have children when clearly I do. Yeah. Everyone knows I do. But it's just actually, it it's me and it's actually saying it. You know, you're just like, I don't want to say is, it. The thing is, it's not you. Mm. It's not you. You're feeling a certain way because of the way the workplace is. Mm-hmm. And if there weren't such a certain subtle, I suppose, um, uh, biases, which you can't really point a finger off because it's so subtle. You wouldn't feel this certain way. Because, so you are feeling this way for a reason. And this is why employers need to be more active to understand cultural differences, to understand women coming back to the workplace and to actively reach out to them to find out, okay, how are you doing today? What do yeah. you need? You know, how is your work schedule? You know, yeah. what do you need to leave earlier? Yeah. Okay, how can we yeah. change your work pattern or Maybe you can work a little bit in the afternoon, in the evening totally. to make the time up. So it's about sometimes it's not only you actively totally. going to your employer, it's your employer actively coming out totally. to you. So it gives you the open space to communicate how you feel. Yeah. And exactly. this is what we don't get. Yeah, yeah. So, so just, sometimes I start work at 10 and I get to work. I'm like, no one here knows what I've just done. No one just like, I've done the bath, everyone's got their hair done, everyone's creamed, everyone's brushed their teeth, we've done breakfast, blah, 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 like everyone's matching, like, you know, you just feel like you've done a marathon before you yeah, even got yeah. in. You're working a double shift. Yeah, man, yeah, man. <laughs> Did you guys get any kind of support, even if there wasn't a program or anything, but any kind of support, like, from your manager, like your direct manager, any questions or anything, or was it just, you're in, get on with your work? Um and figure out how you fit in being a mother around everything you still have to do like everyone else? Personally, to be quite truthful, um, not really. Um, During my maternity leave, I actually actively sought sought, um, um, requested from my manager for us to have maybe once a month or um, once every two months catch-ups using my keeping in touch days mm. first of all because I wanted the money and second of all I wanted to keep in touch with what was going on the team etc etc yeah, et yeah? yeah. Um, even though I did that when I did actually return back to work it literally it was almost like okay you're back to work now we're glad <laughs> get on with it Gosh. I had my first uh, catch-up uh, when I first came in it was supposed to be for an hour it was literally like 20 minutes and there yeah. was no conversations around how does it feel for you to come back? Bear in mind, I was crying on the way to work because oh, I was like, oh, I'm leaving my baby. I feel yeah. guilty. Like, he's only 10 months. Why am I, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there was no conversation about that in the beginning. So I left that meeting feeling you really don't care. Mm. Like, you don't mm. care about my well-being. You don't care for the fact that I've just been out of work for Ten months. I'm coming back basically as a new starter. Like, where is mm-hmm. my where is my training again? Where is my um like introduction back to work to find so out what changes true. have happened? Where's that you know? support? Yeah, so That's true. It, it does happen. feel like you should need some more training. Not as in you don't know what you're doing, but you're right. Like, just how? What's the process? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just off you go. 
Yeah, just little stuff like even booking my time and, you know, what new systems we have. I had to True. learn all that again. True, yeah. If you're off for a year, yeah, things can a change. A lot can change. Way. A lot can change in that. And, my, and baby brain is real, you know. I really <laughs> sometimes my brain like literally just sees it. <laughs> I had someone actually ask me about that as well. And they were like, well, it's do real you, things. Do you feel like you've lost brain cells? Like, are you saying that because... <laughs> saying that because of something or... <laughs> sometimes I ever consider it like, wow, like what is going, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> But it's just because we, we take on so much. It's not a loss, but it's just, yeah, it's a lot we're doing at once. Yeah. Irene, you keep on, um, you talked about kit days and KIT days. Can you just explain what they are for anybody that doesn't know? Because yes. I feel a lot of people don't know. Because I know about them, but I didn't know you could get paid. So there you go. So Yeah, so keeping in touch. Yeah, so keeping in touch days are a way um, of working up to 10 days during your maternity leave without your maternity leave coming to an end. So it includes work that you would normally do as part of your contract of employment. So it includes stuff like training, conferences, meetings, or just to keep up to date with company details. Uh, some people use it, you know, during the, the course of their maternity leave and it's up for the individual to reach out to their employer because the employer is not supposed to reach out to you to get you to right. work basically so um, okay. it's up to the individual to reach out to agree a time to agree a schedule to what suits them for their keeping in touch so do you and have to use them or you just have you don't have like it's you don't have to use them it's your entitlement for you to use if you choose to mm. so it's, it, you don't have to use them but the trouble is if you don't use them you lose them yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like actually you should actually utilize it um but some people, I can understand that some people don't actually really want to engage with their employer at all during the maternity leave. They don't want to talk to anybody. So um, I guess some don't utilise it because they don't want to keep in, not keep in touch, but they don't want to, they want to just focus on the maternity yeah, leave. Yeah, just completely um, switch off. Yeah, so some people like to do that, whereas those that want to sort of keep in touch and you know, do some training or, or whatever it may be for the course that's related to their employment, then they can utilise their 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 keep their ten keeping in touch days without losing their maternity leave entitlement. Okay. Also, some people what some people also do is it during the a period of additional maternity leave, which is unpaid, some people use their keeping in touch days to ease them back into work, which you can do too without using losing your maternity leave. So during like the last two or three months, some women use that to work maybe half a day two right. days here and there to ease themselves back into work and that is paid so even if you work half a day you still get paid a full day's pay nice Amazing. yeah very nice so yeah. Irene how long have you been back at work now I have been back at work since um October but actually I have started a new job Huh. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Hold on. Did you yeah. apply for a new job during maternity leave? I did. I applied Tell for new jobs. Wow. Yeah. Okay. How did you I, do this? I applied for new jobs during my maternity leave. So previous to going on maternity, I wanted to leave my current employer. Um, so I thought to myself, I'm not gonna let the fact that I'm now a mother change my yeah. career aspirations or change my plans. So That's right. um yeah, so I 
during my paternity leave, I was just keeping it up to date with job boards, looking at what jobs I wanted. And I was very specific in terms of roles. It needed to be in a workplace that champions diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. first of all. Um, it had to be a flexible workplace. So I had criteria that would suit being a mother too. Very nice. Um, so, um, yeah, so I interviewed during my maternity leave. But nice. I didn't how disclose. I didn't disclose that I was on maternity leave, though. How did that interview go? Because I remember doing an interview. I hope my my employer's not listening. Um, <laughs> during my maternity leave, and I literally remember I had to have my mum with me. Like it was full on strategic military operation. Had the baby with my mum in the car, breastfed in the car, and I was like, "You, you, you two should be good because just breastfed." I remember putting my boob back in my bra, leaking a little bit, like mm. give myself a little, come on, you can do this. It was actually at Vogue House. Walked into Vogue House for the first time ever in my life. Put yeah. on a red lip and I was like, right, I can do this. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> I <love> this. <laughs> um, yeah, so I how super... was How was it like switching that part of yourself back on, having been fully in baby mode? It was quite hard, you know. Yeah. Like, it, you have to yeah. almost suck yourself up and remind yourself of of that you used to be before you went on maternity leave mm-hmm. so I had to remind mm-hmm. myself that I'm capable I do have the skills to look get a new job you know just some self-fulfilling like mm. positive affirmations to myself yeah that helped me um gain that inner confidence to then go to the interviews did you have a little secret smile thinking, no one knows I'm on maternity leave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so I'm not, I'm, I thought I'm not going to disclose that so people can try and discriminate against me. I didn't disclose, disclose that at all. I want, I want to be judged for my capabilities, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, like you, I, I arranged the interviews and made sure that like, my mum or my mother-in-law were here to Bless look after mom. my little one um, while Bless I was in you. interviews. Yeah. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, technically, um, this is going to sound super ignorant, but I would have a fear that if you're on maternity leave, like you'd have to pay some maternity leave money back if you, from your current employer, if you're going to start a new job? No, so that's very dependent on your employment contract. So for those that, um, everybody is entitled to um, statutory maternity pay, well, depending on how how your your length of service, etc. But if you have an additional company pay, um, on top of the statutory pay, then if you're looking to move jobs after your maternity leave, I would advise that you read your contract of employment to make sure there's a clause there that doesn't say if you mm-hmm. leave that you have to pay that additional company pay that they give you during your maternity leave. With regards to statutory, you don't have to pay that back. But okay. additional company pay. Company I'm yeah. sure I've heard people having to do that. 
Yeah, it's the additional company pay. It's not the statutory. Okay, okay. So that would be what you get sort of in the beginning um, where they pay you. Your full you pay. Know, yeah, your full yeah, pay. Okay. Yeah, okay. And, and technically, how did you actually do it? The reason why I came back to my old job and I didn't leave straight away um, during my maternity leave was not because I was afraid of paying money back because I read my contract there was no clause <laughs> so nice. I could have left <laughs> left during maternity leave but the reason why I went back to work is because I wanted to get back in the swings of mm. working first I and wanted you know to that job. yeah and I know that job so I felt like going straight to a new job would have been quite hard for me and it would be mm. hard for anybody so I wanted to um, go back to my old job just to get back to the swings of work and then after like a week or two just considering how unco- like not accommodating my employer was I just handed my notice how did they receive that they, it was, like, honestly it or... I oh it was so awkward like the last <laughs> for nine months <laughs> have a <laughs> I have a month notice period so that month working was just like Ooh. literally oh, awkward as hell but, yeah it was quite tense, so did you but... have to work the entire month I think for us you accrue holiday as well while you're while you're on maternity leave right yeah so I was so uh, again depends on your contract so you can either um use your holiday during mm-hmm. at the end of your maternity leave you could be paid out your holiday some people use their holidays to go part-time Right. Um, so what I did is that I was like, I pa- was paid half of my holiday during my end of my maternity leave because I wanted the money because <laughs> I was through the unpaid period, and then for the rest of my holiday, I I was going to use it to go back part time four days a week. Right. Um, and then um, yeah, um, when I handed my notice, they just paid me the remaining of my holiday um and my final pay, wow. which they have to do. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice. Before um, this podcast, I was just thinking of all the um, like insensitive things people people say about maternity oh, leaves. Oh God! Yeah, Honestly. and um, the one that kept on coming up was it's a vacation. I oh. wish I could have a year off. And um, I was just thinking, did you get any of that, or, or do you hear that from running working black moms? Do you hear any of those sort of statements? Yeah, a lot. Black working mothers. Yes, yes. So. Um, I did a post on this actually <laughs> vacation because I actually had someone say this to me. I had someone say, "Oh, um, you know, I'll, I wish I had some time off. I wow. wish I had time off." And I'm like, "It's not time off. It's, mate. it's, it's not time off. You're working like even more than you. <laughs> no, and it's sleep deprived. With no sleep, sleep. With with no sleep, no nothing. It's like yeah. so making that comment. I feel like just undervalues the the." Yeah how much yeah. women do mm-hmm. and um I can only speak as a black woman to be honest with you and I feel like um yeah so there's a lot of other black women that relate to comments like that mm. um and sometimes you know it's quite insensitive and then just said in passing comments and what I've realized is with passing comments don't just let it go address it yeah what what are you saying so for example I had one colleague and my previous workplace was very male dominated and white male dominated Mm -hmm. so I one um gentleman told mentioned a comment like that and I said I just addressed it and said you know I don't 
really appreciate that comment but just to clarify with you you know maternity leave is not a vacation <laughs> and I said it because and yeah. they just looked at me like oh no 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 I didn't mean it like that yeah, but, you but did. yes you did it's not a vacation yeah. um so it's just like just pointing it out that and, and it just and just you know, and I also said, you know, you need to be mindful because I'm working HR. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to be mindful making those comments because, you know, it it could be quite offensive to other women as well. You know, um, and he he said, oh, you know, I didn't really think of it like that, and said, yeah, I'll be mindful going forward. But if we don't address comments like that and we don't talk about it, it just keeps getting said. Definitely. So I think it's, it's a important good opportunity to educate. You know. educate let them know like actually yeah. <laughs> this is what I do this is what mm. I have been doing during maternity leave mm. you know back to work but it feels like I'm working two jobs and sleep deprived yeah. you know so it's it's important to communicate and not hide the fact that actually this is how I feel and that's not yeah. the reality well well done for saying that yeah. well done because yeah. it's always it, it you know it's hard to say it and there's I'm not sure if you but you have that fear of being that that one, that woman, that militant one, that, you know, all of that comes into it as well. What I found as being a black woman in a, especially in a corporate workplace, yeah, I find that I'm quite assertive and I'm quite confident and I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of the times... Coming off as aggressive. And, yeah, and a yeah. lot of the times it's, it's construed as, oh, why are you so serious or... You know, yeah. why are you why are you being so militant or mm-hmm. why are you and I've had even why are you angry? I'm like I'm not really? angry. Oh, I'm just speaking. Clearly. I'm not angry. Yeah. I'm just telling you that you're not doing the right thing as a manager. This mm-hmm. is the right process. You know, so and especially when it's contesting, especially um a white dominated figure, mm-hmm. they don't like it, especially when it comes from a woman. And a black woman who knows and educated and knows her her stuff, yeah. it's almost like it's seen as a um, how do I describe this as a threat, mm. and it shouldn't be. Why can't you just see yeah. me as your That's counterpart? Ego, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, why can't you just see me as your colleague? Like, take away my skin, take away the fact I'm a woman. I'm your colleague. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's almost like you are always going to be seen as a lesser, and that is what frustrates me sometimes. And I feel like you know we are always having to prove ourselves more we have to change the way we talk we have to not wear certain things so we're not seen as you know I don't know how to explain it but you're always trying to change your 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 culture sometimes to meet the perceptions or acceptable perception of what we're supposed to be like in the workplace and um actually what I see now is actually women are being more embracive of their natural hair yeah. in the workplace and I love that love coming it. in with the afros or they you know it. even with like the um African attire work clothing I'm like yep. I love this people are embracing yeah. the culture more and then you know when we're more accepted of ourselves mm. people like other people are going to accept us more so let's not hide the facts that okay, we have natural hair let's not hide the facts that we have a little bit of accent let's not hide the facts that we are independent we're strong we're knowledgeable in what we do this is us <laughs> and accept it and communicate that and be strong in what we do and what we believe and what we believe in and our capabilities and go for that promotion that you want to go for even though you don't see anybody in the leadership team that looks like you you know so 
Um, yeah, so just being confident in yourself, that. really. And it's more than confidence, it's just, and it's also about acceptance, accepting mm-hmm. yourself as a black woman. Yeah, yeah, that's, and there's so much in that. Easy to say, so hard to do when you've got all this messaging and just decades upon decades of negativity and being told you're wrong. I think it's really hard to be a black woman in this world. I think it's really painful. Mm-hmm. It can be a it's really painful really, existence it, it to really, this world. And you know what? Like, it's painful because it's almost, it's unspoken of, you know? Mm-hmm. So much, we know that women, black women face these challenges in the workplace there's been a recent study actually from Manchester and Lancaster University um that that confirmed from their research that women actually have a like a, a brick ceiling or something that they reach in their career progression and actually, yeah professional women reach a, a concrete ceiling that's it concrete ceiling in a professional workplace and they're going to publish the findings soon so it's Research, well, yeah, yeah, research like that is being done, but actually, is a reality because when women, black women, get to a certain career path or career, um, certain position, it's almost like you're a halt. You can't go any further yeah. because actually, there's no one like me in the leadership team. They have their boys club, or they have, you know, their their certain social groups that they recruit people from. Absolutely, so very, very, think outside the box. And yeah, they're yeah, different. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. So, so going back to work, Irene, is there anything that you wish you'd known? I wish I'd known the realities of being a black mum, to be honest yeah. with you. I mm. feel like I was so naive. I feel like I was so oblivious mm-hmm. to how I was going to feel in my pregnancy, even working in my pregnancy, how I was feel going back to work. And I... And I think it's important to have a community where we can talk about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, a safe space. Yeah, a safe place to talk about these things and not to feel alone. And in talking about how we're feeling about work and being a mum, especially being a yeah. black mother. Because you're able... already alone. You're most probably yeah. already one of the few in the space anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So having these conversations and having a network of mothers uh, black mothers together we can then share our experiences share okay how did you get that promotion how did you get Mm -hmm. to that level what challenges did you face how did you go around that you know what are my rights how do I go and get some help so having these conversations can then lead women to lead us to you know get the guidance that we need get the support that we need and reach our personal <laughs> career goals and also um, share our also personal family <laughs> experiences as well which we often exactly. feel alone at, alone with too mm. yeah I think having that ability to just share um, yeah is support in itself yeah. you know sometimes it you feel like you're the only one going through something but actually you know where you have a group of especially you know a group of black mothers together you find that a lot of what you're going through, somebody else is going through or has gone through, you Definitely. know, and just being able to share and, and push yourselves forward, I think is, is yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's definitely. Very helpful. Amazing. And Irene, any practical advice, like 
I don't know, the, like the, the um, getting paid for the, the kit days, any practical things that you wish you'd known during maternity leave or going back to work? Some of the practical stuff, yeah, I'd probably say just stuff around breastfeeding at work. I didn't know mm. anything about that. Um, practical stuff in terms of, you know, what to do when I return to work in terms of, you know, flexible working. You know, how do I, you know, transition myself back to work? I found that extremely hard. So, mm. you know, that conversation and that guidance around transitioning back to work as a as a mum. And so it's guidance around that, maybe speaking to another mother in the workplace or getting some guidance around, yeah, guidance around transitioning back to work. And um, also what I also found was monitoring. Um, I don't think we talk about that much. You know, you take a major pay cut during maternity leave. And I didn't really plan as much as I think I should have. Mm. Um, So I think having conversations around, okay, how are you going to manage during your maternity leave you know are you going to lean on your partner how are you going to mm-hmm. do that are you going to save up how, how are you going to cover your bills I actually went through during my maternity leave I had to go through and close to certain bills that I do not do not use <laughs> you know to reduce my expenditure because I was on yeah. less income yeah. so talking about you know monetary changes during your maternity leave and how to handle that yeah. yeah and, and how you're going to get the scary, support can't it like that's one of those things with finance you can just hide a bit like oh I'll just do it at another stage you know I won't kind of look at it now because it can feel a bit scary yeah and it can just be a bit depressing can't it like just working out money and thinking you don't have any exactly. that's a good shout just to try and get ahead of it um the FOMA with your three kids did you have any differences between going back to work each time yeah all three yeah, all of them were different. So my first, um, that was nice. It was good maternity leave. Um, I came back at nine months. Um, my work were actually, they were quite good. They've got a nursery on site. Amazing. Um, I think one of the, the only thing is my office is like 60 miles away from my house. So it's like a two hour drive. So the drive to work and from oh. work was not amazing no. um she did not like the car she did no. not like her car seat that's a stress um, for it was morning, stressful yeah stressful i remember thing. i used to talk to my mum every morning driving and in the morning she was fine she'd fall asleep at night um and i work a lot with the us so i'd leave the office and again this is that mum guilt thing um nursery finishes at six so i'd be mm. there to pick her up at six but then we've got the journey home and we're not getting oh home God. until 7 38 that is crazy and she'd be screaming i did that for about two and a half months i was like yeah it's oh not God. happening anymore and i have to move her i have to move her but outside of that like actual work um my manager was great he was good um you know and i could just say i think one of the other things that i'd maybe say is just to instead of asking for permission just say what you're doing which yeah is, which is what I I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to go in this room I'm yeah, I, no, oh, I'm, I'm gonna, just going I'm yeah or, I'm not even necessarily yeah. telling them what you're going to do I did get that um advice from from a mentor that I had she's like you don't see any guys saying I've got to go and pick up my kids but you know they go and pick up their kids they're just I'm not going to be available at this time okay. um okay. and you know sort of just just having that you know you're going to get your work done you know you will be available at another time let them know when you're available so that was one of the things that I started doing 
um, with my first. Um, she did, she got sick um, when she was 10 months, I think it was. She got a rare condition. So at that point, I had to fully step out of work. Um, and I'd only been back for like, I don't know, a couple of months, something like that. It wasn't Aww. very long. But yeah. they were super, super supportive. Um, and, you know, I, again, but I still had the, the mum guilt. Okay. It was awful. Do you know I'm in hospital working. I've been in hospital with my laptop working. She's sleeping or whatever, playing. She's in her hospital cot and I'm working. But again, it's that, it's that guilt. And I did um, just the way that you said it is something that we put on ourselves sometimes mm -hmm. um you know just because of the environment and because of everything that I guess we sort of feel and you know it's, it's just years and years of feeling like that so that mm -hmm. was a little bit difficult um but outside of that it was all right um we waited a while before we had uh, my second and we did shared parental for that nice. one actually, oh wow okay there's that up. yeah it feels relatively new doesn't it yeah. it is yeah, we could yeah. find zero information about it it was such uncharted territory there was just not that much information um out about it but my husband really wanted to spend more time um you know with with um my son um, so we did it it worked out okay it just meant that i had to take slightly less so um, just what you were saying about the monetary side of things really just balancing out okay I know that I'm going to be off for this amount of time I'm going to have to take you know use holiday or whatever to balance things out so I know that I'm still getting paid yeah um, and my husband had he had really he had better paternity leave than I did he got like 20 weeks paid wow. or something like that and I got nice. 16 <laughs> which oh, I wow. understand yeah so he had he had a really good deal so that was that was my favorite my second was literally my favorite in that i had that support um in um nigerian tradition you do have like your mum come over anyway um but having my husband for a period of time was helpful just with like the sleep and and so on um and just honestly in my first <laughs> my first pregnancy Nina I know you said you had the caffeine tablets <laughs> I used to I would drop her off at nursery and then I'd go back to my car to sleep <laughs> <laughs> I had a blanket in my car just put my seat back and just sleep for like half an hour just because I literally oh, couldn't function it was yeah. like that was such a shock um oh. and then my <laughs> my last child was um, he was born in February 2020, like six weeks before lockdown. So I ended up, that was just, that was crazy. That whole year was just absolutely a lot. Um, mm. Ended up, I'm breastfeeding him. I'm homeschooling my eldest, oh, trying yes. to yeah. um, look after my middle son as well, trying to sort of keep everything in order. My husband would come out to work. Like there was a lot of discussion around him coming in to help as well. Like that's a, probably a whole other conversation. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> that's another podcast. Uh, another topic. <laughs> For real. <laughs> um, so all very different. Um, with him, I only had six months um, out of work, whereas with the other two, I had 10 and nine months, I think. Okay. Um, so yeah, all very different. Um, all equally challenging um, and I was just having this conversation earlier today um, around just careers and um, you know I am 
similar to, to you, Irene, you know, quite driven. I like to do stuff. In every single one of those pregnancies, I had like a little startup thing yeah. that I did, yeah. <laughs> you know, during during oh, the time. Good. So, you know, yeah. you're up at whatever time at night. So you just you just do stuff. Yeah. Um, but going back to work and just recognizing that I think I don't think there's any way around it, recognizing that there is a slowdown in the velocity, whatever it was that you were doing before is so difficult to do when you come back, just because you have that much more um, to balance. And sometimes I think it's just accepting that and being okay with that and knowing that, you know, you can do what you can do and be um, as good as you can be. And that is good enough. Yeah. Um, and you know, sort of just just moving on with that because otherwise, the work guilt and mum guilt. There's always something that's got to give. Mm. Um, and people talk about work life integration, and I'm not work life work life balance, which I don't like. I prefer work life integration because you yeah. never really get balance. It's not balance. Something's always going to be. <laughs> yeah. Something's got to give. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, but yeah, that was that was my experience with the three. Yeah. I think you mentioned something that was quite good there in terms of going back to work and recognising that actually you're not going to know it all straight away. Uh, and I feel like I was a bit, again, my I had the conception that I'm going to go back and everything's going to be fine. I'm just going to crack on with it. No, I got, uh-uh. went back and I was like, this is quite hard. It's going to take me a little while yeah. to get back in a couple of weeks. And, yeah. and I think it's important to not be so hard on yourself as uh-huh. a mum and recognise uh-huh. that and reach out for help and know that your employers can't are, have obligation to support you when returning exactly. back to work, you know. So, yeah, I think, I think that's an important thing you said there. Yeah, exactly. And from, from both of you, just lastly, any advice with mothers that are struggling I'm going to use the new term of work-life integration. It's when it all feels overwhelming. You feel like you're failing at both roles, mothering and working. Just any advice from both of you of, of how to handle all of that going on? As a new mum, I would say that, and as someone that has always sort of done things herself and not really relied on anybody, I think, the advice that I'd give is is to lean on support and mm. ask for support when you need it. And that's something I've really, really taken on. And I've realised that I can't do it all. Cannot. And it's important to not suffer in silence. It's important to take time for self-care. Take time mm. to do the things that you like to do, you know, Take time to feel good because you feeling good impacts the rest of your family, impacts your workplace. So taking time for yourself is key. But the main thing is, yeah, trying to get that support, that support you can get from your workplace. Be transparent. You know, if you're finding it difficult with work, be transparent and tell them what you need support with. They have an obligation to try and support you at home. If you're having issues with, you know, washing, with cooking, ask your partner or tell your mum to come hold the baby while you do other things or your friend lean on your network and support to to help and yeah oh, that's the advice I'd give yep. 100% I think you know you covered you covered all of that I think leaning on the people around you um and not not using that necessarily as you feeling like you're failing that's you 
excelling you know Definitely. in terms of you you doing something for yourself and you getting that time away is so important and I always use that analogy of putting the gas mask on you get told to do your own first before yeah. you know everybody else's so if you sort of take that time to you know self-care you know you're able to get some time away whether you have a partner you know mom sister friends um that you can have you know, come babysit or, you know, even if you have none of that and you feel, okay, you're one treat a month or something, if you, you save up enough to have a babysitter come for an hour or something so that you can go and do something for yourself. I think it's it's just so important to remember that you are you. Before you were mum, before you were anything else, you were you. Um, and it's, it's important to just connect with that um, as well. And the other thing that I would say just on a personal level um, that I, I found, and sometimes it's easy for us to say, or oh, do all of this stuff, and it sounds easier to say it than to actually do it, and you can still feel overwhelmed. Um, and I know Nina, we talked about the spiritual side of things. I think that was really helpful Definitely. for me as well, you know, just taking that time. And whether, you know, you have a specific kind of um, you know, faith that you follow or not, taking that time just to connect yeah. and realize that you are like you're part of something bigger. One, you know, like you you literally just brought life, <laughs> you know, into the world. But outside of that, you're you're part of something bigger. So taking the time just to connect, and sometimes that can just be, you know, kids are in bed, you're lying down, and you know, just just taking a few moments to just breathe and or read or you know whatever that is. That was super super helpful um to me you know sort of throughout my pregnancy and pregnancy maternity you know all of it <laughs> thank you thank you so much to you both for sharing really really good and, and i i hope that everyone listening can just connect and take take from it because it is um just so overwhelming isn't it going yeah. back so i hope that this conversation will just help anyone listening but yeah we've got to come back and do it again and just um talk about that help at home one yeah that's a good that's a good one that's a good (laughs) amazing thank you so much thank you have a good evening guys and Mm -hmm. uh make some time for yourselves because i am (laughs) (laughs) dope black moms If you'd like to join the Dope Black Mums private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Mums on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums. Thanks so much for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.